Christian Convos, the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Candid Christian Convos. In this episode, we are talking about what it means to be God's favorite. This is something that, you know, a, a lot of people have been saying kind of like as a joke, like I feel like God's favorite. Um, and there's one person that I've probably heard say it more than anybody else and that is my sister um recently i was going through just like a little bit of backstory i was going through a season actually maybe my whole life maybe the season was my whole life where i was just feeling like i couldn't relate to the idea of feeling like god's favorite like i didn't doubt that god loved me but i didn't feel like i was his favorite Um, And I think it was the circumstances that I had been through in life and just a series of disappointments that really made it hard for me to feel like God's favorite. Um, And so I was asking someone this question. I think I was talking to my friends and I was like, so what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Is it that good things start to happen to you and then suddenly you feel like God's favorite? Or is it a mindset thing where you as you think in your heart, so shall you be. So I think I'm God's favorite. And then I start to notice things, but it was giving law of attraction. And I don't know how I feel about that. So anyway, I decided to talk to the one person who, you know, I knew had not had an easy life, but for whatever reason, still felt like God's favorite. I spoke about this a little bit on my Instagram story, but I thought what better way to really expand on this story than to actually have my sister on this podcast. So here she is. Hi guys. I'm super shy, but I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) You brought this I'm shy to my podcast. I have, you guys should take it and put it in your pocket, but make sure you should copyright me. So that whenever you use it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> That got a little out of hand. Let's <laughs> bring the person. Do you know the funny thing is a lot of people will listen to this and be like, "How do I know who is speaking?" No, I know. <laughs> I was actually thinking of that long before. Like, do we need to Farah say Farah here? speaking? <laughs> Farah speaking. Yeah, I'm sure. Like upon hearing my voice, you're like, "Whoa!" Like, what is going on? <laughs> I think maybe you sound a little bit more animated, so maybe that's the distinction. I hope so. <laughs> well, we'll hope that the Holy Spirit will create, you know, sharper than a double-edged sword. It can separate between our voices. Anyway, child. So, let's get on to this topic of feeling like God's favorite. So, I approached you, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, girl, I'm down bad. Like, I was in a funk. I was just just perpetually like it just it just feels like i think i got to a point in my life where i felt like god owed me because so many bad things quote unquote had happened to me and I, like i felt like my prayer requests were not being heard or answered and so i was just starting to feel a bit like the wording i used was i knew that i was in god's family but i felt like the adopted child that like was neglected Mm -hmm. so everybody else got love from god but i was just sporadically shown affection like in an unpredictable way Mm. so i came to you right because 
for whatever reason, I don't know whether I told her I didn't know whether it was that like she was delusional or she just had like a romanticized view of life. <laughs> but Farah can see like a, a one dollar coin on the floor and be like, Oh my gosh, God just loves me so much. Do you know what is so crazy? The fact that well, I was thinking about this podcast before doing it, and I was like, I wish sure I'm I'm not delusional. And I actually <laughs> had to think and I was like, okay, okay. You know what, like there's actually some substance to feeling like God's favorites. No, because literally you have this unique talent of being able to tie anything back to God's love for you. So I just want us to talk a little bit about that because it has honestly, the conversation we had revolutionized my life. And I don't say that lightly. Like, I don't say that to many people. Oh my gosh, you haven't even told me that. Like, yeah. I mean, I told you about like my prayer wall. I know, but like to hear the word revolution okay, okay. is like a big thing. Don't make it weird. Well, we have witnesses, so... It's anyway, all... it's changed <laughs> my life, and I'll get into that later. But I kind of want to backtrack and talk a little bit about your story. Because as you know, this is a Candid Christian Stories episode. So it's all about your story and your walk with God. Um. So... Tell me about what your life looked like. First of all, have you always felt like God's favorite? I have not felt, I've not <laughs> always felt like God's favorite at all. And what's crazy is that one of my other friends was like God's favorite. And I was like, ah, what's going on? And even the week before I started to feel like God's favorite, I felt like God's. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of God's. Yeah, favorite. God's beep. So. <laughs> What is that sense of God doesn't have enemies? Oh no, he does have enemies, but I'm not God's enemy, so like God's filling the blank. Okay. Shad not the favorite. Okay. And so yeah, there was definitely a turning around point, which I don't know if you want me to get into now or just talk. Yeah, so I think for me, like right off the bat, one thing I would say is that obviously God God doesn't have favorites, quote unquote. Like, yeah. God loves all his children the same or yeah like he doesn't have more love for me than he has for you or whatever yeah I was gonna ask what does it mean to you to feel because obviously like let's just put a disclaimer here when we say feeling like God's fave like I said in the beginning it's just like a, a joke kind of Christian slang thing where you just feel really loved by God and it's like ah wow I really feel like God's fave right now um so God doesn't have favorites he loves his children equally if you didn't know that now you know back to the story yes so i think for me it was a very multi-layered kind of thing to work through because my friend was getting it like she lost her laptop because okay we're in similar situations where my laptop was broken has broke but she got a new one from her pastor and i'm like what is going on because one thing after the other was beating me down and so it took me sitting down and being like come if god doesn't have favorites then why is my friend God's favorite? And why am I suffering the short end of the stick? And so I think it took my pre-existing knowledge of God's love and God's nature to be like, okay, God, I know you don't have favorites, so why am I not feeling like your favorite? I want to feel like your favorite. And I remember myself like walking in the park and literally being like, God, I want to feel like your favorite. And from that day on, I feel like something shifted in the atmosphere and I just started feeling like God's favorite. And to me, that looks like just feeling like, so favorite to me is feeling like God's beloved, like 
when someone is your beloved, they are intentional with loving them. So I started to see the intentionality of God's love for me. So that's what I say when I feel like God's favorite. Mm. So what had your relationship with God looked like prior to this moment of transformation? Hmm. That is a good question. My relationship in general or this aspect of my relationship? This aspect of your life. So like I feel... I feel as though for some people, you know, if they have life, quote unquote, easy, because I, everybody has their own struggles. But if, let's say, they don't grow up lacking, you know, they grow up getting the things that they want, it's easy to feel like God loves to bless me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I can ask him for things and he will give them to me because I have a history of praying and receiving mm-hmm. or asking and receiving. Mm-hmm. Was that your experience with God? Um, hmm. I feel like my experience with God was... I wouldn't say I've ever really been a demanding sort of person. So maybe my natural disposition is to just be happy with what I have. Mm-hmm. So I think um, for me it was easier in the sense that when you come to God with a list and he doesn't give you those things on the list you're like okay you don't love me Mm. but i wouldn't necessarily say i had a list obviously there's some things that i wanted that i didn't get that disappointed me but having again i think in the season of my life where i felt bogged down by um trials like that when i was getting to know god knowing that he um he's good in spite of my issues and things like that so i would say that i've never really felt like God didn't love me, but the favorite favoritism mm-hmm. kind of thing came with my growing understanding of God and his nature. That's honestly like where I would say the root of feeling like God's favorite is understanding his nature. And not only so I was thinking about this and writing down notes and one thing that I think stood out to me was the fact that I feel like God loves everybody. But obviously not everybody feels like God's favorite. And I think that if I hadn't surrendered as much as I did to God or been growing in obedience as much, I wouldn't have been able to feel the way that I feel today. I think there's a certain level of knowledge that comes with an experiential knowledge that comes with surrender and obedience to God you're building intimacy, you're growing a relationship, and so you learn a lot about him. Mm. And why I'm able to, like, come back to God and be like, okay, well, I'm supposed to be your beloved, so why don't I feel like this? And I don't know, like, I I honestly... So I'm going to throw a question back at you, Mm. which is, is it the... Which one came first? Feeling like God's favorite and then, like, attracting things, or do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think... To answer your question, from our conversation and from even what you've said now, what I realized was God's love is always there, but people don't always feel it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the sun is shining, but you're in the shade. So you don't feel the heat. So you're, you can be tempted to be like, is the sun even out? But the sun is consistent. It's your awareness of the sun that changes your perspective and your experience of the sun. Um, so for me, it was that conversation that we had that 
and again i it's funny because you said that you saw your friend and you were like she it seems like she's mm. god's favorite i want to feel like god's favorite i saw you <laughs> and i was like she's god's favorite i want to feel like god's favorite um because i knew because i know you and i've watched you grow up i know it's not a shortage of trials that have has you feeling like god's favorite mm-hmm. so i used to feel kind of entitled to my resentment because in my head everybody that said they felt loved by god had had it easy mm-hmm. so i'm like of course you feel loved by god like what have you ever suffered was the kind of question that i was subconsciously asking the, them in my head um but to see somebody that was actually faced with probably a lot of the same trials that i was still have joy and still hold on to the fact that yeah this doesn't define god's love for me i was like no 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 i need to talk to you my boy because (laughs) (laughs) something is clearly happening here anyway so we had the conversation and i can't remember what it is you said i think no you said you don't feel like god owes you anything like you're just like so the reverence that you have for god you are like you're just so in awe of god that you're like who am i that he's mindful of me let me just stop it right there because not every time we sometimes have to remind myself that god doesn't actually owe you anything because i think i remember one time i was asking it's kind of related but not really asking god for a heart of worship and he literally told me the secret is humility and so for me like when i just like just i close my eyes and i imagine myself as just a speck on the earth and god being creator of the universe i'm like wow I'm so small, God doesn't owe me anything, yet he loves me this much, so, you know, like, he just genuinely doesn't owe me anything, I don't do anything that he really needs in the universe like that, (laughs) so, (laughs) let me actually calm down and let me be humble, so I think that's where that, so, I mean, it's not every time that I feel like that, but I remind myself constantly that, you know, God is, God doesn't owe me anything, so, Everything that he's given me is out of the the depths of his heart and his love for me because it's not by force that he has to do it. Do you know what I mean? For sorry, Karen. And, and I think that was the perspective shift that I needed because my own interpretation of events was God... Like, I basically had a tally chart of all the things that God had done to me, quote-unquote, that were negative. And so I was waiting for God to do this big thing to a grand gesture to make up for all the pain that I had gone through. And I think it was the combination of talking to you and talking to my therapist. My therapist said that, but what if the reason why you keep being disappointed in God and end up with this cumulative resentment or grief is because you have prescribed to God how he's going to make this thing up to you. Mm. So if he doesn't do that, anything outside of that is not love. So if the whole... Like, if God's love is the whole rainbow, but I say no, it's only red that I'm choosing to recognize as love, Mm. I'm going to miss every other color of the rainbow because I'm hyper-focused on this one aspect or this one facet expression of, of his love. And so, after talking to you and you saying that you don't feel like God owes you anything and then talking to my, my therapist, I was like, I had to sit down and actually just come to terms, like, be brutally honest with God about all the things that I had been holding against him. Because we don't like to act like we hold anything mm. against God. It's like, for me, there was a fear of being blasphemous. Because in my heart of hearts, I know who am I to tell God that 
you didn't give me this thing and you didn't give me this thing. <laughs> so I couldn't ever really say it out loud, but it didn't mean that it wasn't counting against God in my heart. And the crazy thing is that God sees our heart anyway. So why do we I don't know? Yeah, it's it's yeah. the religious Pharisee in us, I guess that's like how dare we? But God is like, I see you yeah. thinking it, girl. <laughs> um You're already dead to you like. So how I was able to and I definitely think it was the Holy Spirit that inspired this, but I realized I had a tally chart of all the things that God had done to me, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a contrasting one for all the things God had done for me. Mm. So when I heard your story, I was like, the key here seems to be a spirit of gratitude. Like you're just a very grateful person. That's why you can see a coin on the floor and just be like so... um blown away by god's intentionality for you god can like can be have had a dream about a banana and a banana shows up in your kitchen you're like oh my god god sees me (laughs) no literally (laughs) he knows me but i think for me it is gratitude and it's also again maybe it's because i'm a hopeless romantic and i love love but i'm just thinking again back to god doesn't owe you so if he's doing all these like little things they mean so so they mean just as much to me as the big things do mm-hmm. because it takes that extra step of intentionality to do little things that I care about. Even I tr- like to think about my relationship with God and related with human relationships. So if I had a boyfriend, which I don't, but if she I- does not <laughs> shameless but, plug here. Farah is single please don't <laughs> only if you're ready to show up in my dreams and pray to god for that confirmation otherwise I'm well gonna... i don't think no don't show up in her dreams that sounds like witchcraft no I um mean, okay moving on <laughs> anyway get at me but you have to be christian thank you and actually love god yeah thank you so um <laughs> if i had a boyfriend and he bought me like i don't know a ring or, I don't know, just big things once a month and ne- completely neglected all my little needs. I wouldn't like that boyfriend very much, but if there was this boyfriend who was super thoughtful, I was talking to him, I said, oh, I need a toothbrush for my car. <laughs> I don't know. And, like, next week he shows up with five toothbrushes. Like, that kind of intentionality, I think, to me, is more resounding of an affection of love than... I don't know, just the big gestures that don't, like, can be so generic and are not really personal. Mm-hmm. So I think, for me, it's just the, wow, I love love. Ah, see how God is loving me now? I'm shy <laughs> type of thing. So that mixed with gratitude, like, because I think gratitude is just a word that, I don't know, it sounds a bit bland. But yeah, there are many ways that you can, I guess, spice up gratitude. Even, you know how you were telling me that you didn't really like gratitude lists per se, like journals. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you can tell them what you started doing instead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think having um, a way, a personal way to make gratitude exciting definitely helps. I was going to say, that was a really good point you made in our conversation, the comparison to the boyfriend that... I feel like Hollywood has glamorized the grand gestures, the guy that, you know, messes up and then comes with um, a bouquet of flowers or something extravagant to cover up for the wrong thing. But that is actually toxic. Mm -hmm. 
because if it, it now becomes a learned response that anytime I mess up, I'm just going to buy a gift and it makes it better. And I think it also relates back to your kind your experience with your heavenly father, sorry, your earthly father. And I spoke a bit about this in the last episode of father wounds, but I think if you had a father who like made up for not being around or not being loving by just buying you gifts, you learn this idea that okay this makes up for this so anytime i don't feel loved i need to expect this kind of grand gesture mm-hmm. um so that was another thing that you said that really transformed the way that i saw receiving love from god um and did you want to say something yeah i almost feel like in maybe when we are in a stalemate and we're not feeling like God's favorite, that's almost God's invitation to be like, let me show you the different ways that I can love you. It's not just mm. this one way that you are you have on the top of your list. Like yeah. God's love, who I can let me get into the ways that God has shown me that I'm His favorite. I remember, um, okay, no, let me start in a general sense. I'll be having a conversation with a friend. And it would be just what I needed to hear. And I prayed to God about, I'll be on the verge of tears. And I remember, okay, there was this one time, this is, I guess, a candid story, that I literally had, like, $2 in my bank account, and I wanted to get something to eat. Um, And I don't like asking people for money, but, like, at this point in time, I literally didn't have any other, any other options. So I asked my sister, Mo, if she had, like, $10 to send me. Um... And I was crying to God because I was supposed to be starting a job in the following week. But I was like, honestly, between now and then, I don't want to be feeling like poor. So please, like, I I just cried. And that was that. Only for five minutes later, somebody used to send me $100 out of nowhere. And I was like, if this is not, and it's not even about like the hundred dollars, but just my little cry in the moment. I remember one time I was listening to a podcast and it talked about how God love can be, you know, shown in still small voices or whatever and saying that it could be in nature and it was speaking about a sunrise or a sunset. The next morning I woke up, I wake up really late by the way, I don't wake up to see the sunrise. But I woke up and I was annoyed. Why did I wake up this early? But then I saw the sunrise in the reflection. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. Like, (laughs) excuse me. God woke me up to see the sunrise. So like just, and I don't think it's far-fetched. Like if God loves me that much, why wouldn't he do these little intentional things to let me know that he loves me in the same way a hypothetical boyfriend would? (laughs) So, yeah. Um, I think that that's, that's really good. My therapist actually also said something like that. And... Um, for me, it was, there was a specific, I can't remember what it was. Um, I think it was my wedding. Like I wanted a specific kind of wedding. Um, and I thought that's how God was going to make up for the fact that I had a COVID wedding. Um, but she kept saying that I, I feel like God is intentionally not giving you this thing because imagine you, um, kind of like going to God, let's say God is a chef or whatever. I can't remember what example she gave. And, oh, no, no, I, I remember. I gave the analogy of saying that I feel like um, I'm asking God for, I think I said I just wanted a sweet or something and he wouldn't give me the sweet. 
and instead he was giving me like vegetables some some <laughs> some example like that mm-hmm. um just emphasize like the idea was that I was asking God for one thing and he was talking to me about all these other things that seemed to be irrelevant to this one thing that I was asking for. And she was like that, what if God is saying like, what you're asking me for is so small in comparison to what I want to give you. Like it's such a narrow minded view. Like if, if God is a billionaire and you don't know he's a billionaire, but you are thinking out of your poverty mindset and your need you will approach him based on your need and not based on his abundance. Mm-hmm. So I was approaching him, just being like, just give me crackers. Like, <laughs> I don't need all this. Just give me crackers. That's all I want to be okay. And he's like, I, I can't give you crackers because I have so much more. For I want to give you lobster, sis. Mm-hmm. But you just, lobster takes a little longer to get ready. But if you're in your impatience, you judge me based off of your own expectations of how I will meet your need you're going to be disappointed even if I'm giving you more. Yeah. Because your criteria for success is your crackers. So now my question for you is when we did have that talk, from, from an outsider perspective, the change between not feeling like God's favorite and feeling like God's favorite for me was almost like this. So would you, like, how quickly or how, yeah, how would you say that change happened because literally i was seeing your prayer wall filling up your i was like ah one small talk like this so i'd say it was pretty instantaneous but it wasn't that god suddenly changed i feel like it was that i just put on my glasses i had been Mm -hmm. blind for so long and or like with the analogy of the sun that i gave earlier i just stepped out of the shade and i was like oh this sun has been here all along so I think for a long time I was blinded to everything God was doing because like I said, I was hyper-focused on this one outcome. This is how God is going to prove his love for me and anything outside of this, like I couldn't see it. Mm. So when I had that perspective shift of like through your conversation about how, like what if God is doing these little things that I'm missing you and my therapist, I went back and I was like, oh, okay, that's when I had the conversation with you about how gratitude journals don't work for me. But I knew that I could just hear a lot of ungratefulness in my my thoughts, in my speech. I was just very feeling very ungrateful. And I felt like the things I was thanking God for were like, well, Shasha, I'm alive. <laughs> and I was like, why must it come to that God? Like, why is it that when I'm counting my blessings, I have to be like counting the most basic things? Mm-hmm. Because my thing was people who don't love you are alive. So what makes me special? What makes me different? Like, what do I have to show for serving you? Not that it's an, a transaction or anything, but I believe there should be a mark on the life of the believer that distinguishes us from the unbeliever. Um, but I was just like really drawing blanks anytime I tried to think of things that I was grateful for mm-hmm. other than I'm alive because all I could see, like what they say, what you focus on is what expands and like becomes the biggest thing in your mind. And what I was focused on was what I wasn't getting, my prayer list. And so I said, okay, you know what? Gratitude journals have not worked for me in the past. Um, a habit of like, you know how they say, write down three things you are grateful for each day. Mm-hmm. One of my friends was like, that's too big a jump from where you are today. Like <laughs> it's not sustainable because it's so far off from the ungratefulness you are feeling right now. So it has to be something small and sustainable. So I now thought about it. I was like, okay, I need something that I can see every day. 
because if I don't remember to open my gratitude journal, I'm not remembering. Like I would have mm-hmm. to intentionally be flipping back through all the yeah. pages, and that's not something that was going to work for me. So I decided to put post-it notes on the back of my bedroom door because in my head, I have to see my door to leave my house to leave my room. Like I cannot not see. <laughs> the wall unless I'm closing my eyes it's basically forcing myself to wake up with gratitude each day and I, I always had this idea of like creating two columns when I first tried to do the gratitude journal thing of like prayer requests and then testimonies to see how many things move from prayer requests to testimonies and um this also showed me, like when I started doing it, I realized that, wow, this is also a great way for me to see all the things that God gave me that I didn't pray mm-hmm, for. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I think on um, my ungratefulness was coming from a place of, God, I've prayed for these five things that you haven't given me, but completely ignoring the 20 things I didn't pray for yep. that he gave me. Yep. So I was like, okay, I'm now going to add to my testimony wall, not just prayers that are answered, but surprises and just nice things that God does for me um, that I wasn't expecting. So it can be a nice conversation that I had with somebody. Or one of the things on my my testimony wall is I met a really nice Uber driver. I put that on my wall. Okay. And it may seem (laughs) silly, but God is so intentional that you cannot ignore that. And if we're Christian, we don't believe in coincidences. Things don't just happen. So somebody is orchestrating these things yeah. and it's God out of his love. So I put that there. One um, SJR replied my DM. Mm-hmm. I put that on my testimony wall because it was just the little, seemingly little ways. But And they made your day. They made the my moment. day in the moment. Yes. They made me feel like so, yes. so seen that I was like, this is worth noting. So um, my prayer wall then grew to be color co- coordinated. So I have a post-it note color for friends' prayer requests. I have one for myself. And then I have one for testimonies. Um, and then because the prayer requests for myself and my friends are a specific color, when those are moved to the testimony column, I'm able to see like tangibly that, wow, this is something I was once praying for mm-hmm. that I now have. So in the morning when I'm praying and I'm thanking God or I'm looking for a way to stir up gratitude i'm still thanking god for things that happened two months ago because it's right there in front of me i'll also add that has made me a very intentional friend because no longer do i just say oh i'll pray for you and then forget about it someone tells me they need a prayer request or what they need me to pray for them i put it on my post no i put it on the wall and every time i see it under the prayer request column it's a reminder to me that ah this is something that I need to check with this person about. Hey, how's this thing going? Has God delivered here yet? Like, have, has this prayer been answered? And if not, I continue to pray about it. So it's revolutionized my life, like I said, because now I'm so much more intentional with my prayer, um, prayer life. I am so much more intentional about being on the lookout for things to be grateful mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. and not just getting caught up in the grand gestures. Um, and I have a like a tangible record the psalms talk about like how david said he was going to he counted the miracles that god had done for him and it led him to worship so it has just anyway we're calling this hashtag mission god's fave after farah it's named after farah's you know god's favorite and 
Um, you can find out all about it on the Candid Christian page. But this is what, um, yeah, I challenged people to do because I saw how it transformed my prayer life, how it transformed my relationship with God because I, it helped me let go of so much resentment. You can't help but be grateful when you count your blessings and literally name them one by one. Um, so yeah, that's what I challenge people to do on Candid Christian Converse Instagram once I saw that this was really working for me. And it's so simple, it's so inexpensive, but it's such a practical way. And like you were saying, it's almost instantaneous. I don't know what the science is or what happens in the spiritual realm, but literally like you see a difference. Um, there was something I was going to say that I literally forgot. Oh yeah. So for the people who are not necessarily, cause I feel like this can be two types of people in like position blank, like I referred to <laughs> earlier, where it's like, okay, I, I'm asking God for this one thing. Like I really, really want to get married. I really want a boyfriend, but what God is not giving to me. And then there's people in position B where it's like, I feel like bad things are always happening to me. And I feel like that's where I was. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe I would probably be the best person to give this advice, but I kind of want to hear your take. Where this season in my life, before I started feeling like God's favorite, I literally came to Canada, asked me why my phone broke here. My laptop, I think something happened to it as well. I was going around the city by writing directions <laughs> on a piece of paper. Like, I was down in the dumps. And so that's when I was like, okay, now this one has passed. Like, God, I've asked you for one thing. Like, this is now a mm-hmm. pile of things. So what would you say to that person? Because it's not like I'm not choosing to see, like, I'm waiting for God to answer one thing. But it's like, there's so many things, like, weighing down on me. How am I supposed to see the good things? I, I'd say my response is still the same thing because you know, about how like when I started writing like my post-it wall Mm -hmm. that there were bad things that were still happening to me and these were like on a large scale it Mm -hmm. wasn't just small like oh I stubbed my toe or like I lost $20 like this was like big stuff that was happening to me so I think that there's always something to be grateful for yeah yeah there's always something to be grateful for and I think still the awareness like choosing to look away from the bad things and look look towards like the or look for like a treasure hunt intentionally look for the things that god is doing in your life it changes your heart posture instantly because by the time you count it you'll see that okay maybe 10 bad things have happened to Mm -hmm. you this week Mm -hmm. but a hundred good things have happened to you so it takes like shifting your focus from one thing to the other to I think remove any kind of self-pity any or what is me why is god just bullying me because when you have a full picture mm-hmm. like you're looking at the situation holistically and god think, always comes out on top yeah i was gonna say and i think there's even grace for that grace to change your perspective like even just saying god i know the facts are that you love me so please help me feel like your favorite like yeah. that was all it took for God to give me that grace to change, put on my glasses, like you said, or step into the sunshine. So mm-hmm. yeah, just asking God, like, Murwa is yeah. not your favorite. Farah is not your favorite. Like, yeah, I can. I want to feel like yeah. your beloved. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that my therapist said. She said, for her, she told God point blank period, 
I'm tired of relying. And this is another. This is a prayer I prayed after she told me mm-hmm. that she prayed it. it was I'm tired of hearing about your goodness. I'm tired of relying on other people's testimonies as like evidence of your goodness. I'm tired of reading about you, Seth. Like, obviously, it's great read your Bible. There's evidence of God's goodness there. But she said for her, it got to the point that she was like. I need to see it in my own life. Mm-hmm. I need to see evidence for myself in a way that is unique to me because God knows your love language like mm-hmm. better than yeah. you do. Yeah! <laughs> better than <laughs> you They'll see. Murat will not speak English. <laughs> On record. Please get out. God knows. <laughs> you are. Same now. It's not going to see. God knows your love language is better than you do <laughs> so he knows how to speak to you in a way that it will really melt your heart mm-hmm, if you really mm-hmm. if you think of, of even um songs of solomon he's your lover the lover of your soul so the way a boyfriend like her keeps referring to oh no <laughs> <laughs> making me sound desperate so the way a boyfriend will know how to do all the right things that will make you feel warm and fluffy inside. Like, mm-hmm. God knows how to do that good. for you. Like, God he is is good. the lover of your soul. He's your bridegroom. So, he d- longs to lavish his love on you. So, that's a challenge that I can't even picture God in heaven. When you say that to him, he's like rubbing his hands together. Like, ah, let's get it! You say beds. Like, I, I will show you that love, beds. <laughs> Like he's waiting for us to just be like ready to receive because yeah. he just wants to give and give and give his love. Yeah. So I think we also just to wrap up. I think we underestimate how selective our memory is, bro. Like God, and I, I feel like God sometimes just looking at me like, girl, you were just praising me yesterday, <laughs> man. Like, relax. It's enough. Like, I can be praising God, like, with reckless abandon, just last week, like, oh, God, you're so good to me. Mm-hmm. Then, literally, today, one thing inconveniently will happen. I'll be like, God, are you even there? <laughs> Do you even hear my prayers? <laughs> but our memory is so selective. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to bring these things to our remembrance. And this post-it note thing yeah. is a great way to do that. If it's a journal that works for you, great. If it's in, in the notes app on your phone, great. Whatever is going to be a constant reminder for you that God is moving every day and he is mindful of you. The devil wants you to think that he's not. I don't get it twisted. There is a real enemy that wants you to believe that God's heart towards you is evil. Mm-hmm. It dates back to the Garden of Eden. Even when he said, did God really say? He just said it so that you do not be like him. It was all a tactic to make Adam and Eve question God's heart towards them. So, by the time you come to an awareness that there's an enemy, this is his tactic. You two, you have to come with your weapon. And your own weapon is gratitude. So, do you have any closing words? Closing words, yeah, I would say a foundation, honestly, of God's goodness and God's nature and his love is a good thing to know, like to have a an awareness about because I wouldn't have had any grounds to stand on and be like, God, my friend is not your favorite because 
if I didn't know God's nature and how he loves all of us, then mm-hmm. there wouldn't have been much for me to save. But because I know, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it was easy for me to be like, okay, God, help me. So, yeah, honestly, you two are God's favorites. Like, it's not, there's no question about this. I think it's just a thing of stepping out into the sunshine. And I love hearing people's turnaround stories. So, yeah, let us know how your journey of, what's what's the hashtag called? Mission God's Fave. Mission God's Fave goes because God is good. People have actually sent me pictures of their really? walls. It's so, it's so cute and it's so, ta- I feel like this is a tangible way of Literally. Being, it could only um, have been the Holy Spirit. Because even now, like, Victor sees it and he sees. Even me too, I walked into your room and I was like, ah, she has this the testimony growing. growing. Literally. Yeah. Um, on a closing remark, I would say that the truth, honestly, if God never does anything for you again after the cross, like he has done enough. I think we don't understand the magnitude Mm. of the gift of the cross and like what a tremendous expression of love it was. Mm -hmm. And so that's why as human beings, we can falter into, "Mm, does God really love me? But the truth is, you, if you are looking for God's love, you need to look no further than the cross and Jesus' yeah. sacrifice. But God is so kind and so generous that he still lavishes his love on us every single day um, in, and finds new and creative ways to do it, even though he doesn't owe us any of that. So send us your pictures on Instagram. Use the hashtag MissionGodsFave if you do end up doing this. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear the stories of how your life is transformed by an awareness of all the ways that God is so intentional in loving you. Until next time, we'll see ya. Kisses. Bye.